And we're back again with the hockey podcast. And if you check, if you listen to our last Undertaker podcast, we did preview about having to go on, have 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 of us being on today, as it is the draft lottery day, as uh, it takes place uh, right now, actually, or just about now. I'm thinking about like six thirty, six forty-five ish. Uh, very soon, they're going to start announcing all the different. Uh, lottery outcomes and doing the draft itself. Uh, so we decided to get on for like the first time ever uh, on a draft lottery and just kind of do a reaction kind of thing for the podcast itself um, just to see where the Flyers uh, end up. Cause obviously we are a uh, podcast that mainly follows the, uh, the Flyers. So this is really the first year since we started podcasting where lottery wise, it's been very uh, interested to us. Um, and Jeff is Jeff is here, by the way. It isn't just me. Uh, so, I'm here. Sorry, yes, running a little late, is, but I'm officially we're running here, a little so. late. But we wanted to give it on right at the six thirty mark. So I just kind of wanted to get on right at six thirty because it is yes. as recording of this podcast right now. It is six thirty. I know we're a little not completely live, but we are live, kind of doing this right now. That's the draft is going it's, on. It's, it's a live stream, but it's not a live stream. Yeah, we're pretty much once this podcast is over, in about like five minutes, it'll go up. But um, but by that time, you'll know where the Flyers and everyone else, for that matter, who will end up being the first overall pick, and who will be number two, and so on and so forth. Yes. Uh, but to go off that uh, a little bit, just these are the teams that had the biggest odds or the best odds of getting the first overall pick. And for those under wondering, it is actually in a uh, bell center. I think in, uh, it is, Montreal, it is, which in is Montreal crazy, this year. Cause I, I don't know when the last time the draft where the draft's taking place, that home city had a first overall pick. And the Montreal that is a great question. do have the best odds at the moment at 18 and a half percent followed by the Arizona coyotes, uh, at 13 and a half. Um, Seattle Kraken at 11 and a half, followed by the Flyers at nine and a half, and Devils at eight and a half, who finished fifth. Was the yes. Devils, Flyers were the fourth, Kraken third, uh, Coyotes second to last, and the last place team was the Montreal Canadiens. So that's why those are yeah. the, how they stack up. Um, what I will say is, and, and to answer your question there, like, uh, I, I don't know if a a team hosting the NHL draft has ever had the first overall pick in the NHL. It's certainly possible, but I don't recall it ever happening. Um, I would have to, I, I have to believe it's I, happened at some point. Um, I would imagine, um, or <clears throat> whether the team just earning the first overall pick or obviously trading up mm-hmm. for the first overall pick. Uh, so we'll see, wondering but, too, um, yeah. that for flyers sakes, for those who listen to us, uh, their percentages go as obviously I had already mentioned to get the first order pick. They're at nine and a half percent. Second, nine point eight percent goes a little bit up there. Uh, fourth over uh, to get fourth overall, fifteen point four percent, and fifth, and this is where they have the biggest chance. Forty four point nine, pretty much forty five percent chance at fifth overall. Sixth overall, twenty and a half percent chance. Okay. And, and, and for the most part, those aren't bad odds at all. Um, no matter what, it's more than likely a top five pick. Worst case scenario, uh, a six overall, which still is not bad. Yes. Um, so also, this is, is this is completely un 
this is yeah. per, uh, pertinent for playoff wise, not lottery wise, <clears throat> but um, Charlie McAvoy was cleared of COVID protocol. So he will be eligible for game five. Yeah. Uh, they are also, as we talk, uh, they're going over the lottery, draft lottery changes right now. And this is very important this year. So teams that win either lottery draw, they're going to be two can move up maximum of 10 selections. Only teams ranked 1 through 11 can win first overall pick. Um, no team can advance in draft order by winning lottery draw more than two times in any five-year period, which begins with this um, draft lottery. So, for example, I was wondering earlier, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, Jordan Hall for NBC Sports Philadelphia um, Help clear that up for us. Uh, so, for example, the New Jersey Devils, who had won it in 2017, 2019. Of course, the Sabres, who just won last year and then two years before that, 2018. Um, that doesn't apply to them in this case. Uh, essentially, what that means is any of these tw- uh, 11, 12 teams, I'm sorry, I guess 11 teams 11. can uh, win first overall, you know, up to two times within five years. So like let's, whoever wins first overall tonight, that's their first time. That means within the next four drafts after this, they can only get first overall once. That's certainly a huge Edmondson Oilers factor, uh, any tanking factor uh, for the Sabres, for example. So uh, we'll see. Um, but no, I think it's a, it's a very exciting year. Um, I was, obvi- uh, like, and I yeah. understand where they went with that too, because they want to kind of curb the tampering <laughs> and trying to just lose kind of thing. Cause they don't want to, yeah. cause especially if, if you want your fans to actually show up, you actually want to actually have a team that can, exactly not just giving up like, Hey, yeah. but you know, it's actually that can compete thing. on the ice. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just so you don't have the same team. Cause I know it was a little bit ago, but there was a long time where it seemed like the Oilers were always the number one overall uh, pick, like every year. Right. Um, so this is obviously one uh, starting this year to see how that goes. Uh, but before everything kicks off there, Jeffrey, let's give our predictions of where we think, uh, who we think will be number one and, well, I guess two, who will be number one and where we think the Flyers will end up. Yeah, so and, and here's my question, real quick. Um, have you done the draft simulator at nope. all or now? No, nope. 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 okay. No, nope. no, nope. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> I 100% am. I, I did it once, and I uh, ironically, um, and I will reveal that in a second. So, uh, ironically, the team that picked first overall in the draft simulator is the team that uh, I predicted. I, I made two predictions. One, was the Flyers would get a top pick, but they would essentially choose the wrong player that they kind of need. So we'll see. I don't know. At first I was like, you know, whatever. But uh, now my my actual prediction on what I think is going to happen is uh, just like in the simulator, the Detroit Red Wings will earn or receive the first overall pick, jumping up seven spots, uh, essentially. Um, yeah, seven spots as they have a 6% chance uh, from eighth overall moving up to the top uh, pick. And then that means everyone else would just bump down one spot. So that's how my draft simulator worked. Uh, and I think it's going to be something very similar. So I think Detroit's going to get number one. And uh, with that being said, um, Philly would then drop to number five. Yeah. Um, so I think, we're, and I've kind of been saying this to you, at least not on podcast, but off podcast, I just think the Flyers are going to end up getting fifth overall. Which isn't yeah. bad getting for her raw pick. 
Um, I mean, it, I and I'll put it this way. It's not impossible for the Flyers to – so, like, just because Detroit – well, actually, the more I think about it, if Detroit jumps up, that would give them an automatic top three spot. So that's how that would work. So that means um, essentially, or usually everyone would automatically slide down one, but I believe there has been opportunities before in the past where teams have then been jumped again, essentially, and has dropped down two spots more. Um, So that's that's possible too. So I think in, um, so no matter what, I think Detroit is winning the draft lottery tonight. Uh, It's for the Flyers. I could realistically see it being fifth. Um, By the end of the night though, I almost wouldn't be shocked if they jump up just one spot to third. So I'm stuck between fifth. They have a very, third. they have a very slim chance of getting third, though. Right, which is interesting. It's a very um, interesting, complex kind of thinking. Of, it was so unique because no one was talking about them drafting third overall. I thought, well, why, why not? You know, but uh, it almost seems like they have a better chance of drafting first overall than third, which is very hard to believe. Yeah. Um, it's very strange, very complex. I don't know how the how that all works out, but <laughs> yeah, smarter um, people who follow hockey and know percentages yes, and stats yeah. and all that shit no more than me so <laughs> uh they are talking to shane Wright, the consensus number one overall pick uh for this year's draft again he was the first overall pick in the 2019 ohl draft as at just 15 years old um look, he look got special table. status uh special player status to even play in the ohl again at 15 years old not many players uh have received that i know conrad data has john Tavares has i believe taylor hall has um, he was the one, if not Tavares, who was originally uh, the player who started that uh, having younger players at 15, 16 years old play with uh, special player statuses. Uh, they are officially bringing in the cards and they're going to, it looks like, commercial break. So, with that we'll being know when said, they come back to um, yep, we'll know, we'll know when they come back, they'll start it. Yep, officially commercial. Yes. But while that, while that happens, I'll, go, I'll give my quick predictions. Yep. Um, so I say Arizona gets number one and the Flyers fall So back they would five. move, uh, in your prediction, they would they move, move up, up one. one. They and then the Flyers past. drop down to five. Yeah, because I think okay. someone else is going to move up to like further back. Like I think I could see Detroit getting like third or something like that or fourth yeah. and that i think detroit, so, so to, to be exact my my prediction was detroit would get a top two pick that was my technical prediction i think they'll get first overall but still again top two pick um and again since we're on commercial break um what do you think the flyers biggest needs are right now for this draft mm-hmm. uh, coming up there's uh, a lot of forwards <laughs> Oh God! I even I'll send you what I'm. I'll send you what I'm laughing at. Of course. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> but uh, so looking at this draft uh, consensus, of course, is Shane Wright going first overall, and uh, you know there there's some good centers: Shane Wright, Logan Cooley. You have Connor Geeky, you have Brad Lambert, um, Matthew Savoy. Um, uh, Marku Casper is up there in the top 15. Uh, you have a lot of, oh gosh, okay, at least it's Flyers related. <laughs> <laughs> that is an incredible meme of Lou Amarello. Oh, geez. 
It was right uh, at the class. Sure. So it's the, <laughs> the nose for at two side by side picture of him and Limerell. <laughs> oh man, that's incredible. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, the, the question though for for you, Mike, is what are the Flyers' biggest needs right now? To me, I think there is think one good easy. answer. I think it's, but I want to hear your hear your thoughts first. Center. For sure. That's exactly where I'm going with this. There's no, there are some very good there are, centers is in this some draft. need at D, kind of, but I yeah. feel like that's not a grave concern because C is where I think the bigger concern is. And if you look at this past flyer season, for example, you see how lack of depth they had at C, where they had to cha- had to try Farabee at center when he was not a center. No, he's not. Sorry. And to me, that um, show. And obviously, there's obviously injuries too. Luzinski was hurt at times. Yes. Uh, some of their younger prospects who may be centers or Stone Juniors or whatever. Um, so they they may have a better chance, but I that, you got to go center. To me, you got to go you center. Do. And that's why, um, even if you don't, I'm, if if you go D and you go my method and you trade for Pedersen, then I think you still get a, a young center yeah. who could put up 30 goals like he did this past season. And is a, realistically, I think at that point, your number one center, uh, and then you could, yeah. between him and Katoria, obviously switch back and forth. Yeah, like the fl- that right. the Penguins have always done with Mulkin and Crosby. Correct. Um, I, I agree with you, Mike. That is my number one concern for the Flyers. Um, good news. Clausure remains, you know, to be, you know, it, it's unknown on whether or not he will essentially. And even if he does um, at this point, back. it seems like he's going to be a winger. Yeah. Well, do the but both, either but... way, though, um, he has that center experience. But that doesn't help right. you for the future either. Getting It, it doesn't, but it at least helps you on um, veteran wise and help, you know, mentoring younger centers. Um, I think the Flyers will get a center in this draft. Uh, it depends on a lot of the team's greatest needs. Uh, Shane Wright, Logan Coley, that's my number one and two. At least that should go number one and two. Yurok mm-hmm. um, Slavkovsky, he's a left wager, big frame body, elite shot. Um, and he's projected to go to number two, but we'll see. All right, 16th overall pick is officially the Vegas Golden Knights. So that means Vegas, they had, again, a half chance. Yeah, these uh, these are or, pretty much going to be what you expect. They're pretty much not going to move at all. They're pretty much going to be where these first few that are going to come out in terms of the draft. They're pretty much going to be oh, where they finish so off. so I forgot. Um, they traded that is, pick, right? Yep. This was... Uh, since it was not a top pick, that pick is... Um, for, um, excuse me, uh, Buffalo, uh, Vancouver stays at 15, 14, the Winnipeg Jets. All right. Again, these first few are the not as fun one, cause they're not going to move at all. Yeah, so, so there, where they finished off this season is more than likely where they'll be drafted. Thirteen, the New York Islanders, <laughs> who we didn't mention this yesterday, obviously because it wasn't hockey podcast, but did fire um, Barry Trotz. So they are also in need of oh. a new head coach. 
Number 12, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, this is where things will get interesting. Yes, that was for the Jack Eichel. The number 11, the 11th overall pick should be San Jose. Yep, it is San Jose. So they do not move. The number 10 overall pick. Anaheim. Anaheim Ducks. Yep. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> All right. So as of right now, the Sabres also have the ninth, ninth overall pick. And they will uh, retain the ninth overall pick. So uh, Buffalo has 16th and ninth um, overall. Eighth. This is where things will get interesting. Detroit stays at eight. So my similarity is wrong. So I guess kind of mine is in terms of the Flyers, why the Flyers would be moving back. But I still see the Flyers drafting five. I get your optimism there, Jeffrey, of thinking I Detroit. Know. I know you're a big Stevie Y fan. I um, love Stevie Wise, but the, the odds there were not very high on your Ottawa country. is seventh overall. This is where it gets interesting. The seventh, sixth overall pick. Chicago. Okay, the Flyers did not drop to number six. That is big. I did not think that was going to happen, but Justin. Oh, it goes to Columbus. That's right. Philadelphia said the Flyers have the Flyers. So New Jersey jumps to the top three. Gotta be kidding me. Wow. Thank you. Thank Seattle drops to four. They'll probably be two or three, I'm assuming New Jersey. All right. All right. So let's see here. Montreal, Arizona, and New Jersey have the top three picks. Wow. So what are your initial thoughts with that? So Montreal was number one? So Montreal was rated one, Arizona two. Seattle three, but remember Seattle dropped one to four. Flyers yeah. dropped four to five. New Jersey jumps from five to top three, if not even top two. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, no, I'm sorry, two. So it's going to be one, if not two, is New Jersey, which is the biggest load of shit because they've had how many top picks now? This would be third. 
That is absurd. See, th- this is why I think that rule should take place this year, meaning previous within starting within the last five previous drafts starting this year. Because think about it, like how absurd is that? I don't care that much. New Jersey sucks. I, I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> You're not care. wrong. I, 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 don't I just care don't enough. want Shane Wright going to the freaking Devils. That's all. Okay. Oh, man, that well, means they're the going to get probably at- cool too. Well, I'm not. I know you're thinking because the last draft they got Jack Hughes, who, no offense to Hughes, he's good, but he hasn't panned Actually, out. I was going to so say far. the last. I was going to oh, say Lafreniere too, and the and fact Lafreniere, that. Yeah. Uh, and this past number one overall went back to college, so we don't know how well he's going to be because I completely forgot what his name is. Sorry. About uh, that. Owen Power, he actually played some final games in the NHL um, after Michigan got eliminated from the Frozen Four. Um, so with that being said, um, he should be in the NHL next year. Yeah, I would be surprised if he was not at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just... Because again, I'm always at the mindset, and I feel like most Philadelphia fans should be at this mindset, especially since 2016 or uh, prior, uh, or maybe around that time. Is that um, just because you're number one overall pick does not automatically mean you're going to be this great star studded talent? I think we were kind of um, fortunate to have McDavid followed by Matthews and back to back years. And now because of that, whenever you hear a guy like Shane Wright coming up and you hear that he's got this thing or whatever, that you automatically assume, or Alexis, Alexi Lafreniere, we're like, oh, this dude is going to be one of the next great talents or whatever. It just great. He did great in juniors, would never yeah. diminish anything that they've been able to accomplish no. there, but it's not the same thing. And they are haven't proven it. Like, Austin Matthews, his first game, he put up what five goals? Four, like that? four goals. Yeah, four goals. Yeah. So it's like, okay, yep, he was good enough. Uh, McDavid has shown over and over again. Again, these guys have been in the league for a little bit now, but just because of that doesn't automatically mean you're yeah. number one. All right, here we go. Oh, Arizona's third. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. All right. So it's going to be the Habs or the New Jersey Devils to get first overall. Yeah, bad teams. It's got to be New Jersey. Montreal, wow. Montreal one, New Jersey two. Thank God. Which now means that someone's about to tweet out who was the last team that yeah. has done that. It's draft that their draft city or whatever that year was actually the first overall pick. I, oh, I, I was this really, is the first time since I was 1980, really, apparently, that the Habs are picking for a overall. That's impressive. It's a Doug Wickenheiser 1980. Before that, 1971, Guy Lafleur. The late, great Guy Lafleur. Ah, that's that. There's my answer right there uh, from Frank Cervelli. Uh, will become the first team hosting the draft with the top pick since the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1985. There you go. I was going to say it had to happen at, at least at one point in history. Yes. 
1985, so it's been a little bit. Just a ten. Yes. I was honestly really hoping it's going to be New Jersey because I really wanted to see a reaction. If it was, oh, it would have been priceless. <sighs> Although I know you're not the happiest that they're number two, but I'm not because again, this is the freaking Oilers Sabres situation all over again, and I think it's it's a start. How does New Jersey get another top pick? That's I, I think that's that's ridiculous. Literally, look at the draw. Uh, um, uh, what I, I want to see is their previous draft, um, you know, uh, picks for for the top um, top few years for New Jersey. Uh, for for New Jersey, uh, they picked four last year. Seven, 2020, obviously number one in 19 and 17. Okay. 17 in, in 2018, 12, 2016, number six overall when they screwed up and took Zaka. Somehow they had 30th overall in 2014. I guess they had uh, the um, that wasn't that the year? Rangers pick probably because they, they went to the cup final in 2012. They didn't have, and they picked 29th and then 2013. Okay. So like, but still, to be fair, though, within the last one, two, uh, since 2017, I'll put it that way, they've had the first overall pick twice, a top five pick in Luke Hughes, and now another top five, let alone the top three pick. And what's most likely going to be Logan Cooley, unless they take Slavkovsky. Um, but so, again, just to review, um, pretty much the crazy thing is. Pretty much everyone stays the same for the most part. Um, you have, uh, just to recap, Vegas, number 16. Uh, Vancouver, number 15. Winnipeg, 14, 13. The Islanders, 12. Oh, I'm sorry, 16. Excuse me. The Buffalo Sabres because of the Jack Eichel trade. Since it was not a top pick, um, you have uh, San Jose, number 11. Uh, number 10, you have Anaheim. Nine, Buffalo, eight, Detroit, Ottawa, seven, number six, Chicago, and then number five should have been the New Jersey Devils. Flyers dropped down one spot. Devils jump up uh, a couple spots. They jump up three to be exact. And uh, And from there, uh, number four, Seattle, three, Arizona, two, New Jersey, one, Montreal. In case you're wondering, this is from Jordan Hall. Flyers last five or higher picks. Noel Patrick 2017, JVR 2007. Number two overall. Yeah, number two overall. A Yoni Pekinen fourth overall 02. Mike Recchi four overall 90. Mike Ricci. Uh, Ron Suter 82 fourth overall. Mel Bridgen uh, 75. Brigman, sorry. 75 number one overall. And Serge Bernier 67 fifth overall. Yeah. There's some good names in there. So So, um, looking now at some of the the prospects um, on who, and and this is my opinion on who should. So here's going to be the top prospects in general. I'll go over like the top 10 names to to look out for. Um, 
at least this is some of them how I have them ranked and where they could go. Ten, uh, Danila Yurov, a right winger. Nine, Jonathan Lekker uh, Maki. Uh, eight, uh, Yokum uh, Kemel, uh, a right wing number. Sorry, the number nine for uh, Lekker Maki for nine. Uh, eight is uh, Kamel. Seven, um, David Yerchek. Uh, number six, I can't recall who. I think I had. Oh, si- uh, Simon. Uh, Namek, uh, number five, Matthew Sav- uh, Savoy, um, uh, number four, uh, Cutter Gauthier, or Gauthier, however everyone pronounces his name, number three, Yark Slavkovsky, number two, Logan Cooley, number one, Shane Wright. Uh, Logan Cooley might drop to third, but there's no way he's dropping to fourth, let alone even fifth. Uh, Slavkovsky, I think um, he has been, so far what I've seen the last few weeks, Labeled as a second overall pick. Um, some are arguing for him to be first, but if I'm Montreal, I'm taking Shane Wright without a hundred percent doubt. New Jersey, they should be taking Logan Coley if they're smart. But again, it depends on the needs. You might not always take best player available. Uh, if you think about it though, they might go Slavkovsky because, and I can realistically see it because they have enough centers. They, they, you know, they've young they centers. Need any more centers, right? They got he, they got Hugh they got Hughes, Hughes, the biggest weapon of all, and uh, Zaka. Pavel Zaka. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, and and those, you know, and it's not like you're gonna. Yeah, they they need some they need some deers, so they actually they're probably gonna. So, think D, but. You, you, you never know. Now, if they do take a defenseman, they still have some very good options. Jared Czech, um, he's playing in the top Czech Republic league right now. Corey Pronman's uh, 29 top prospect at draft lottery. Um, you know, article before earlier tonight, he, uh, the, the ranking for um, last month, he had Jared Czech as the, as the fourth best prospect. So it's not impossible. He's projected to be a top, you know, again, these are all just projections so take it with a grain of salt um i would say so he has each prospect in five categories skating puck skills hockey sense compete and shot um the compete and the shot are above nhl average and while the skating puck skills hockey sense are just NHL average um i was watching some of his highlights and uh he, he looks he looks pretty good um he has a heavy heavy slap shot Somewhat of a physical player, um, you know, can I think play both sides of the blue line. He's a little slow, needs to work on his skating. Uh, he's some pretty good speed for this part, good puck handling. Um, could you argue for just like some hearing something like that? Could you argue a player almost like Dougie Hamilton, where he's not the best skater, but when he skates and like he actually picks momentum, he can mm-hmm. get some speed. And again, heavy heavy slap shot, heavy build overall. Uh, you're he, and this dude's a de, uh, defenseman, you said. Defenseman, correct. I mean, it makes sense because um, Dougie Hamilton's in New Jersey right now, and plus so. he's on New Jersey, and I know so. Yeah. Uh, that, that's just one comparison. I, not necessarily I've seen, but it's in my personal opinion. I kind of you see that yeah. in him. Yeah, I, I see, I see that a little bit of it in him. The other defenseman I would keep an eye out for is um, Simon Nemec. Uh, this guy's a right-handed defenseman. Um, I think he's probably 
um, a, the better defenseman to take. Uh, he's ranked fifth in prominent, uh, Bronman's, uh, excuse me, uh, rankings there. Um, six foot, 190 pound defenseman. Um, and then also, sorry, go back to Jarejek, uh, six, 389. So Nemec's got the, the, uh, the height advantage. Um, same exact, um, you know, skill set, if you want to call it the skating puck skills are NHL average above NHL average for hockey sense and compete. He does have, um, I think the shot missing, um, but whatever you want to call it. Um, as for me, he's certainly more of a offensive defenseman. I think he could almost, and watching how he moves and just the comparisons when they were both drafted, I think he's somewhat similar looking defenseman to Brent Burns. Um, now, reminder, Brent Burns was a right winger when he was drafted. Um, they had a similar height and you know, build when they were first drafted, but when Burns made that transition, he became a pretty much offensive defenseman. So I, yeah. I think Nemec... And Bryce um, he Harper could be was a catcher. This is true. Sorry, that's my input there because I, I, I don't pay attention enough yeah. to drafts or prospects it, it, enough it, for it, me to get, even get interested. Yeah. Just, I just... And, that, that's care. that's 100 fair. Uh, yeah. So there's that. So th- there are two. I think those are the two best defensemen. Um, if you want to look at, um, I guess I don't even know. Uh, I I guess it's the best line combinations at least right now um, on the daily faceoff. Um, just to see the Devils lineup as as a whole. So right now they you have think this that you this think- year. Of these guys Sorry. that you've read about or anything like that, do you really think they automatically go to the NHL next year? No, no, not all of them. Okay, then, um, then I would say I, I don't really see the unless you're to me unless you you think they are. I don't think looking yeah. at the lineups would be that critical. I guess you could look for it in the future, right. but, but, but exactly because I'll put this way: you never know because you might have a, a player that might take them just the one year now. So if you go with the, in my opinion, the stronger defenseman in um, in Nemec, I think he's more NHL ready than Juracek right now. The only thing Juracek needs to work on is is skating. Really, um, I give your Juracek, you know, maybe a year or two. Um, it, it depends on, and I I don't know how good New Jersey's developing is. You know, you know, so um, we'll, we'll see. Oh. I'll, yeah. I'll put it this way. Um, this is the third time in how many years that they're drafting this here. Is true. So this is true. You tell me. <laughs> right. So I, I will say their top line is Zako on the left wing, Alexander Holtz, who is another top 10 pick uh, in his year. Yeager uh, Sharangovich, who can play center. Dawson Mercer, who I almost forgot, is a center. He's very good. Uh, yes, brought Nolan Foot, yes, for Bockfist, uh, Fabian Zetterland, fourth line, Jimmy BC, Michael McLeod, Nathan Bastian. So I would say, I guess the, they currently have Jack Hughes is on, is out. I mean, obviously it doesn't matter, but, um, you know, he, he was out, hence why he's not in the lineup, but still, he would fit in the top six. Mercer would drop down to the top nine uh, spot there. Um, and even Sharon Govich, you could argue, is the third line center if they need him to be. Um, what I will say is, and now actually look at defense real quick. Dougie Hamilton's locked up. 
That's for sure. Um, you know what? The more I look at it, I think New Jersey, like you said there, I think they could go defenseman. There's think no about it. Go, they, there's no reason to go center. Not at they, all. Well, I've said there's no reason to go center, but um, defenseman-wise, look at their top four. Ryan Graves, Damon Severson, Kevin Ball, and Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton's no, not going away. We know that. Kevin Ball is pretty good in the misport. Severson, I think they're kind of like going back and forth between. Like, like, I think there's a lot of potential, but I don't know if they're oh, Kevin Ball quite is happy. Yeah, and, and same with thing with Severson and Ryan Graves. He got from Colorado. I don't see him being a top defenseman. Damon Severson's twenty-seven. The other dude's twenty-one. <laughs> I th- I could have sworn Severson was much younger than that. I don't know where I've been. Anyway, I've been. Um, pay attention Nikita, to the Devils, obviously, Jeffrey. Come on, <laughs> Nikita Akatsuk um, and PT Subban are on the third pair. If they get rid of Subban's probably done after this. He, he's got to be done. Well, but he here, will here's because a, the, their cap friendly hasn't been updated yet, so he, he's a free agent after this year. So, oh, he is. Oh, yeah. No, so he's a hundred percent hitting the market. Um, so, with that being said, though. What better way to you know build, bolster up your draft and your prospect pool than get a top you know a, a future top sixteen man who could pen, could potentially play in your top four? So that's just my thing. It depends on on which way you want to go. Um, I think they're oh, yeah, very good forget young the, defensemen, forget they also but Nemec is the better end. They also have no old foot now too. Yes, he's a he's on the wing though. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he he's on the wing. Um, Calfoot is the defenseman out of the two of that family. Uh, he's still in Tampa. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. And as for wingers, Zaka Holtz. That was the only name I recognized. So. No one put. <laughs> so they had a lot of good winger talent. Holtz is clearly the best of that winger group, easily. By I mean, far. the team's already young enough to begin with, but. Yes. Like their oldest player is 32, and that's PK Subban. Or sorry, Andrew Hammond. He's 34. Mm. I'm surprised PK is only 32. Seems like he's like 38. (laughs) He's been around for a while. Yes. Um, But what I will say, though, Flyers next year, just just saying. (sighs) Pick your poison, Kaji or Subban? Subban. Yeah, I agree. Um, you could throw him so, in a third pair, and I'd feel confident about that more than I did with Justin Braun, honestly. You're not, you're not wrong. Just don't overpay him. That's yeah. all. Um, all right. But so there's I that. still think, I believe what they were saying, that press conference, that they'll probably look more forwards than they do. A hundred percent, they will, for sure. Um, so Shane Ray most likely will go on. Okay, so then you have Arizona. Um, they are drafting third. I had them in my actually. They got three picks in the first round, by the way. Four picks in the second round. Oh, yeah, they're stacked. Actually, my draft simulation was pretty accurate. The only thing that wasn't accurate: Detroit stayed put. New Jersey jumped. So everyone really stayed put, and then when you get to seven, that was Detroit. Six was Chicago, five was New Jersey. So Chicago and Detroit stay put, and then New Jersey jumps ahead. So really, I my draft simulator was from picks what eight 
through 16 all correct. Or sorry, uh, 8 through... Yeah, no, uh, yeah, 16 technically was all correct. And then the only change was obviously Philly and Seattle dropping. So the only teams that went down was Philly and Seattle, if you think about it. So everyone else stayed the same. Um, I, I know that's uh, Arizona, actually. They... Arizona, Arizona uh, moved no, down. Arizona moved down. Okay, so, so Arizona, Seattle, Philly all moved down one spot. Other than that, everyone else stayed the same. And obviously, uh, New Jersey jumped up one. Mm-hmm. So New, the, the, um, there's that. Arizona needs a lot. I don't even know where they're going to take best player. They'll take best player. I'll put it this way. So, so I like you said, I, I think – Wow, this could actually work out big time for Philadelphia because if we're thinking New Jersey will take a defenseman, um, which again, they very well might could, that means Logan Cooley or Yarok Slavkowski will easily drop to third. And then I'm good with this because that, you know, actually, the more I look at it, I'm good with this because. It's going to leave the Flyers Sokovsky or Cooley, which there's no way Cooley is going to drop to number freaking five, but you never know. Rough, Savoy. So, so, so I would say the Flyers, realistically, this is who the Flyers, depending on, of course, who they want to take. We both think they should take center. Um, Mitch. Here, Mitch was just yeah. texting me like a second ago thinking their Flyers would go D. The two D men that you were talking about that the Flyers would draft one of them. I wouldn't be shocked. And, and earlier be the when most I, Flyers thing ever to do. That, that's what I'm saying. When, when I mentioned um, the Flyers would make a dumb move, it would be taking defense. There's too much top-end talent in the forwards for once or the Flyers have an actual top-five pick that they need to use properly. Get this is so, to me because I don't follow the draft, so I won't know that until they're <laughs> actually here. And and again, and, and that's fair. And, and a lot of these just are predictions, projections, com- some you people know thought, BS comparisons. Whatever people thought Noah yeah. Patrick was going to be a big deal, and obviously injuries and exactly. stuff. I've so kind of kept them from you that. Literally, though. you never know. So what I will say is the Flyers and every scout and GM, they need to do their due diligence. They officially now know what they're picking. Um, so with that being said, though, let's forget everyone else. We're here to talk about one team, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, of course. If they don't take a center, what are your thoughts? Are they like, it's at that point, are they hope? Because again, a reminder, the draft is before free agency. They will not know if Claude Giroux is coming back or not. Even if he does, he's probably going back to the wing. So you need to fit, you need to get at least two centers. You still have. To, I still think you'd have to sign one during free agency. I, whether and you we can draft one or not, whether it's Giroux and, and, and some someone else during the, flyer, the next few, yeah, during the next few weeks, month or so. Um, I would say mid mid June probably um, during the, the Cup Finals, for example, 
Um, I would say that uh, we, we, we need to take a look at the UFA class, uh, you know, as time goes on more, but, um, but to me, so, I, I wouldn't yeah. be too worried about center again. If my, if my thinking's right and my irrational thinking, <laughs> when I get unirrationally annoyed and we get Pedersen, I mean, yeah. he's already established. He's a young center, both Arizona, Philadelphia and uh, Vancouver have not made the playoffs since a bubble. Okay, so one crazy surprised. idea we mentioned was the Flyers. So we now know where they're picking fifth overall. Is it too crazy of an idea? Fifth overall pick for Elias Pettersson swap. You know, my, I think are, you know where I'm going with this one. You're 100% leaning towards make the trade yesterday. Make the trade. I know that. Yes, make the trade. Maybe throw a sweetener on TK. I think that would Pedersen. be way too much. I think that would be such an overpayment. I wouldn't trade TK in that deal. If you are moving him, again, in the offseason move, I unfortunately expect for connecting to get dealt. I'm not going to be happy, but also depends on the return. That's not a move I where I would dump I, off TK. I would easily. I know both you would. would provide, but- both would provide you the same amount of points, I feel. One is a center. One can provide you a little bit more. One is more established as potentially being a center. TK has struggled in the past few seasons in terms of goal scoring. Um, And his confidence has been shot a little bit. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get a better chance in terms of value for him. If he has another rough season next year, his value is going to, to me, to plummet, plummet a lot. Well, so he, he, and here's what I think about that, though. I think no matter what, unfortunately, he's played his last game as yeah. uh, playing for Philadelphia. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, I again, I hate to see it, but I think it, it will happen it, this offseason. It's also again, to me, I feel like it's a Chuck Fletcher trade overpay too. That's why I think they throw TK in there, and but, and this is what it comes down to: Will Chuck Fletcher be the GM? By the time that uh, the draft even happens, there's no reason to fire from here from today to the draft. So I think he will be. If he was going to be fired, he would have been fired already. In my opinion, I think he would have already been. Canned. I mean, you're not wrong because think about it. He then would've he would have. That then he would want just like with Mike Yo. Yeah, he would have been. I would have thought you would have done that firing a while ago, so you have your GM set in time, so you can do the draft. That's a very good point. Yeah, because it, it's like there's nothing he can really right now screw up. Like, like the and, and so no, like the playoffs are going on right now. He's not going to be doing anything. He's going to be it, scouting exactly. people. He's going to be looking over people and stuff. What a scout this contracts. Told yeah, phase to focus on uh, players to draft. So no, I think you're right. Um, I what, think the I better think, op, the better thinking would be free agency if we're thinking yeah. his jobs on the line. Yeah. I would say depending, and I think I said this a couple of months ago, depending on how this draft goes, um, Breer could be the GM by before the time previously officially starts. That way Breer can pick his own players to choose uh, and, and sign. Yeah. Not that it couldn't happen. Crazier things have happened. Obviously, Trust was just fired for no reason just yesterday. 
literally randomly just kind of fired yesterday. Yeah. Like, here's some afternoon news. Yep. But chop to every team that's looking for a coaching vacancy. Just saying. Yeah. Which can we can talk about that. Yeah. yeah we can talk about future, that. Uh, yeah, future podcast. Momentarily. And, and, or I was going to say you know, momentarily, but future podcast where we can actually take a deep dive. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the draft. Cause obviously that's what the main focus is on tonight. I really hope the Flyers take a center. Uh, that's what they need right now. Um, and you already, if, you get- if you followed us the last couple of hockey podcasts, you know my thinking <laughs> on this too and yeah. why I want Pedersen because I feel like he fits what the Flyers need in terms of center. Especially you can go either way. I've been saying it. You can go rebuild or you can try to kind of go for it still. So... That's just my thinking um, of it. I yeah. And, and no I matter think, what, you fair. have to go center. I feel because again, the I mean, I, I want to. Who knows? The, maybe do they have a second round pick this year? Or did they try that away? Ooh, I want they, they. I know they. They do not. Picks. They have a third. Pick. Yeah, they, they do not have a second go. round. That's the only round they don't have a pick in right now. Um. Um. Never mind. I was about to say maybe you can find a Spachinaho. Diamond in the rough or something, but well, um, I was going to say, um, speaking of Sebastian, again, I, I know this is just me being me and you know, looking up the prospects and everything, uh, earlier. Um, so th- the way that I was, you know, reading up on, on prospects and or he had probably cast you a good amount too, but. TJ, I have in mind. Pierre Luc Dubois. He's an RFA, will, but the Flyers already made Pierre a trade Luc with Winnipeg to get the rights to Kevin Hayes. Hayes, so they already have somewhat of a relationship. This is true. Um, He's yeah, so if, if you're looking at um, Corey Promen's, uh top fl- 20 flyer, I'm sorry, not Corey. Uh, it's actually written by Alexander Appleyard and Charlie O'Connor um, back in February of this year. So if you're looking at their top their top 20 flyers prospects, um, if you you have to go all the way down to did they mention frost? No, they did not have frost in here. Okay, so they have him graduated then. Correct. Yeah, they, they definitely don't. Um, I I don't know how to place him as because they don't really mention his actual position here. Um, and I don't know what the player team has. I think that I see them putting him as a winger, but the Tyson portion is number four. They both have him at four. Um, I think that Forrester could be a center, but at this point, and I don't know what he's been doing in, since he's returned from injury, but I think they probably see him more as a winger, to be honest. So if you're doing that. No, he's at least Scott friendly wise. He's straight center. center. All right. I'll take it. I'm not complaining. So, so in that case, um, you have him as, um, yeah, you do have to keep yeah. it to effect that it was entry rattle, but he put up three points in nine games. Um, that's fine. The Valley. And for the yeah. Barry Colts in the um, OHL, uh, in 13 games, he put up 11.6 goals, five six. Cool. Um, I mean, you do have, he also uh, put again, up in their playoffs in six games, four points, goal and three assists. Again, he puts up points. Um, Tanner Lazinski, he's 24. I think he's a realistic option, but for a bottom six, but even 
him. Dude's, and I think he's going your fourth line. He could potentially be your fourth line. I think he year. is. Um, so you have him, eventually Zade Wisdom. Um, you have, other than that, your Wow, Wisdom actually played pretty minors. well in that because there was no, uh, he, there, no a, OHL. killing um, it. He was killing it, especially when he came back from injury. He struggled a bit, but he, he's been crushing it. Oh, I was saying um, actually he, back when last year when oh, there the was Phantoms. no juniors when he was with the Phantoms. And, yeah, no, with the Phantoms, and he put up like a stupid... A professional uh, league, he put up... Yeah, he put up like a stupid... Game, good, uh, yeah, 28 games. He put like up, four games. Yeah, 28 games, uh, 18 points, 7 goals, 11 assists. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty good. In a professional good. league. Yeah. Um. But so looking at the Flyers, or really the well, Flyers non-roster slash AHL slash juniors, um, you have center-wise, Lozinski, Jackson Cates, Tyson Forrester, John Randall Avon, who I don't even know who that is, Zade Wisdom, all natural centers. Uh, the other centers slash left-wingers, Max Woman and Ryan Fitzgerald, they're both 27. And that's it. Those you You need more centers. So that that's that's wow, he had there. Wow, he did really well. Um, He's only eighteen. Center wise, more recently, um, that are young. You have Morgan Frost, and that's it. As an actual center. Oh, Owen. Oh, Owen Timothy. Never mind. He he's one year. All the other players, I'm sure, could play center. You're, you're yeah, next. Kevin, Hay- Kevin Hayes is 30. He's 30. Even yeah. Lawton is 27. 27 now. So realistically, this screams to me, you need to draft a center. That's what I was saying before when you realize that Coots, who is also 29 right now, he's not getting really much younger either. He's in his prime. He's still prime age, but you don't have any young then, centers outside of Frost. Just really. for fun. Outside of those at, guys you had mentioned yeah. before, Forster and uh, Wisdom. Yeah. Uh, looking at uh, wingers-wise, just for fun, younger-wise, you have Konechny, you have Lindblom, Noah Cates, Joel Ferby, Bobby Brink, Owen Tippett. Um, that's just on NHL roster alone. You also have Wade Allison, Samu Tuomala, eventually, Elliot Deno- uh, is uh, Denoye, um, he's going to be something special, I think. Eventually, Isaac Ratcliffe could be hopefully something he showed a lot in his few games with the Flyers, which I thought was awesome. Um, to see him finally show um, production, which is great. Um, so, so that was exciting. So, this screams to me they are going center as long as there's a legitimate center there, which there will 100% be. Even if New Jersey, hypothetically, does not take a center. I'm sorry, uh, a defenseman. And this is my original thought going to my top five picks, essentially. I, again, I, I did a regular draft with no one moving and also my, um, my draft simulation where everyone just moves down a spot. So I have Philadelphia fifth new jersey six i actually had new jersey taking simon nemec at six overall um they could take him second you never know um but with that being said though fifth i had uh and and i'll uh, tell you my choice for philly in a second fourth i had seattle cutter gochier left wing third yorok slovkowski to arizona um 
to Logan Coley, Montreal, at number one Detroit chain right. Obviously, chain rights probably going in Montreal. So it's going to be Montreal, New Jersey, Arizona, Seattle, Philly, um, Chicago for the top six there. But um, with that being said, overall, I would say I think Sikowski would go. It, it, it's, I, I think number one and three are slotted in Shane Wright at one and Sikowski at three. I think those are going to be slotted picks right then and there. Um, the only one that I, because of my draft simulation, that I think is very realistic is number five with Philadelphia. And that is Matthew Savoy. Uh, this guy, all around complete player, 200 foot, great shot. I, I, I think he could be something that, and, and, and you know, I think like the centers in the, this draft, any of them in that 2017 draft, if they were in that draft, for example, knowing what we knew back then and not necessarily now, obviously Pedersen will be probably number one or two. Kale McCarr would be way up there too. Heisken and E would be a top two pick, not even top There's three. Top three right there. Well, I know, but so there's top three, but um, any of these centers realistically in that draft, if these centers were in that draft, you wouldn't have his year or Patrick even being one or two. They would be like six or seven because the talent is a lot better for these centers wise and forward wise than that draft. Obviously it's easier to say because 2020 hindsight, but that's also just what I see from these guys. Don't be mean this- to Pedersen. I'm not being mean to Pedersen. Yeah, you are. Uh, I'm being mean to our future flyer in about a few months. So, mm-hmm. if if anything, yes. what I'm saying though is, I think Matthew Savoy, Logan Cooley, Shane Wright. There's a much better shot at getting legitimate top six center than there was, excluding uh, Elias Pedersen, of course, in 2017 draft. They're just better prospects. With that being said, Savoy, again, 200-foot player, in my Maybe. opinion, high IQ, great shot, like a very good shot, but he's a very intelligent player. Watching him skate and the way he moves with the puck, it's pretty magical. Crazy comparison, but I see some Sebastian Ajo in and I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, just the way they move the puck together uh, or, like, side-by-side comparison kind of thing, very similar build. Um, and to, you know, to be exact, um, Savoy, he is, so he's, he's actually ranked, ranked, uh, eighth on Pronman's, you know, top, top prospects, uh, five, nine, 175 pounds. He has above NHL average for skating, puck skills, hockey sense, compete and shot. He is one of the top fours in the entire WHL as a 17 year old point per game in the USHL as a 16-year-old. Very talented scorer, excellent passer. Um, doesn't have the, the most like explosive speed, but he's a pretty good, you know, um, speed you know, overall. But he, he can, he he's can above move, average like, skating. He, yeah, he's above average, yeah. He, again, like, like I mentioned in the skating, he's above actual average, but it's not... Like he can skate, he just doesn't have that incredible speed. I think Ahu, in that sense, has a little bit more speed, of course, 
but for a five foot nine guy, he's going to be a very good top six forward. Now, Promen thinks a that center. he's a center, but Promen well, of course, thinks you gotta, you gotta question his size, right? Exactly. But like, if you, uh, I want to bring up, um, because you know, size Aho. is everything, right? Right, guys. Aho is 5'11. Mm-hmm. And He's Savoy is only 5'9. His size has never been questioned. Okay, so Ancho.com has him listed six foot, but still. Whatever. Um, 176 pounds for Aho, 175 for Savoy. So I, I think that's probably the, at least body frame wise and everything, that, that's the best player to compare him to size wise in, in uh, general. Gotcha. Um, yeah. That's just what I, I think there. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. So, but, and I think if, if you don't go Savoy, um, this one would be a reach, but you have uh, Connor geeky, Six four hard drive physical game with scoring touch. Um, he's probably slated for a top ten pick, easily top fifteen, but probably t- top ten somewhere. I think number five that'd be a huge reach for him. Now, the last thing I will say is um, if a guy like Cooley or even Selfkowski somehow slips to five, you take them. They're easily the um, you know, top five picks for sure, but there's no way they would drop down to five. But again, if they do, you take them right then there, no questions asked. Even though Slavkovsky's a winger, it would be a mm-hmm. very good pick. Yeah. Yeah, who'd we draft again? Oh, yeah, Claude Drew. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forget. Yeah, let's hope there's no so, mess-ups there. Yeah. I could easily see there. Uh, CB, uh, there being a couple, so those are my thoughts overall on, on prospects wise. Um, gotcha. yeah, that's all on you. I've, I've known nothing about the prospects, yeah. <laughs> I've looked at nothing because I want, I not that I don't want the uh, not that fifth overall isn't great, uh, but I prefer the Flyers to be better than shit. I, I don't want to rebuild. Sorry, I just don't, I, I, I just can't. Like, I get the I, I, I appeal think. of looking at prospects and everything, but. It just how Philadelphia has gone with some of their younger talents and everything. I just can't sit through another. Oh, is this guy? When is this guy going to come up to a year or two or whatever? Like, it's just little things like that. It just kind of, yeah, cool. Just it, it's kind of one yeah. of those things like, wake me until he's at least yeah. in the AHL or AHL caliber person. That's kind of where I am. Like yeah. Forrester and Wisdom, um, I'm more interested in just because they've already. They're almost graduated to the of juniors, and they're going to be to the Phantom soon. Yeah, and they've to me could provide some something to the Flyers. Um, but yeah, that's why I want someone like Pedersen, or if you go pure like the ball, if you go that route, uh, a young center who's already been established, but he's still young enough where he can go either route. That's just my thinking on that. Yeah, and and, and I, I get that. I mean, because there are some um, 
you know, I couldn't tell you that I couldn't tell you why this guy is so much higher rated than this guy or why this draft is better than the last draft when they right. put up similar numbers. It, it's always going to be the same. Um, and then there's always going to be one saying, Oh, this draft is better this, than yeah, this that guy. Draft. This guy is gonna this, be this by is, far is, just yeah. gonna take over the league right away. Okay, yeah, right. And, okay, and, sure, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> now I will say uh, and, and one thing you brought up real quick was um, do you think some of these guys are going to be NHL ready essentially, or do you think they'll go back to junior or, or college? Savoy to me is one of those guys that I could see going back to college for a year uh, or so. And then, you know, getting his feet wet in the NHL. I, I'm not worried about these guys not playing in the NHL right away. Um, so I, I think so. And it depends on training camp as, as well. And preseason, if they even sign an entry level contract, some of these guys are going to be competing hard for a job. And at this point for the Flyers, especially you could have Zade wisdom being on the, the opening night roster. You never know. No disrespect to him. Well, yeah, if, if you don't make any dress, big changes or anything during the off season. Well, well, right, sure. but I'm, I'm just saying in general, like you never know because the you Flyers are, are a team that they could do anything, but like, it, it, but if, if I'm not for fifth overall pick, if, if they use it correctly, if I'm not a fifth overall pick and, and your goal is to be an NHL immediately jumping all over that because they, that, Specific prospects, slash player could be also, very well on the lineup. The back of your mind, um, during Chuck Fletcher's uh, press conference, he did mention about being like 2019 that offseason. And if you forget yep. that draft, he traded back. I could see a potential of it being he wants a second round pick where he may think about trading that back to maybe get a second round. What could, I think I think honestly what's also a very good option too depending if, on who he wants and again if his center could still be there which I think I think was very realistic I think he could trade back to eighth overall get some picks back and then draft Connor Geeky mm-hmm. so uh, where it's not so much a stretch to take a player like Connor Geeky yeah um so just say, just saying, just keep that in the back of your mind too, because Chuck Fletcher yeah. has traded back before. That's right. They took uh, Cam York 14th overall that year. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here, because when what I'm trying to remember didn't they? They had a because I know they used um, these the second to help acquire Justin Braun and then they trade back to regain that second. Um all right, so what it was is also you they had eleventh overall in twenty nineteen. They dropped three spots to get Cam York at fourteen and they got a second round pick in the meantime at the forty fifth overall, which is the fifteenth overall pick in the 15th pick in the second round if you want to look at that way so here's my thinking um the day of the draft it's going to be like the scene in the office uh when uh they're seeing what uh, the how uh, the ultimatum kind of went with holly uh, michael's at the beginning is with uh aaron yep. saying the happy the happy boxes happy sad boxes 
I'm going to be Michael Scott and I'm when the draft comes because either I'm going to be really happy and my irrational thinking will come true <laughs> or I'm going to be really irrationally annoyed because he doesn't get who I hope he well, gets. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Or he screws up the pick somehow and we're all bummed because they miss out an opportunity. Because if they do make that trade for a young center like that, it would be at the draft. It won't be closer to 100%. Well, because cause again, that's your biggest trade that's, chip besides yeah. some other players on your team who you're kind of, I don't know about trading it or not. Where that one, like, if they guess it's this player who's already locked up for years to come. Maybe we consider it. One other note: This is one of my final thoughts for for the podcast. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about any of this, real quick, or the Flyers in general. Charlie O'Connor tweeted about forty minutes ago. Obviously, a lot can change in the next two months in terms of scouting consensus, and no reason too soon the Flyers will follow it. But the three names that strike me as most likely for the Flyers at number five are David Jerichek, Simon Nemec, and Matthew Savoy. So those are three names to watch out for sure. Uh, watch out for, for sure. Um, I still think they'll take someone like Matthew Savoy. If not, if they trade down, they could trade down to eighth overall, maybe even ninth to get more picks back, including second and draft Connor Geeky, who's a top 10 talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, write recently uh, a preview for the Flyers offseason um, off-season preview for 2022. Uh, that is up now on sportsfoxfilly.com. Check it out there. That one, part one of a part four series is on contracts. Uh, part two, now we know where the Flyers drafting, will be about the NHL draft. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and yeah. of course, be on the I've lookout for that may also under... be stuff he mentioned on, the stri- on this podcast too. So and, and that's something that too. may be just repeated, but he, Jeff may go more in depth of his thinking at everything too. So exactly. And then I'll try to explore um, more. So off, if you want to uh, look out for that too, uh, sports talk Philly, or you can follow Jeff, Jeffrey, what is your handle for the people listening? Uh, Jeff underscore quake on Twitter. Yes. And because you'll yeah, be, sure, just, he'll be sure to tweet it out almost immediately when that article comes posted exactly so. again part one is out now i'll be sure to tweet out i'll probably tweet it out tomorrow let all the draft lottery Stuff, craziness yeah. slow down a bit mm-hmm. and then i'll uh tweet again and then uh, just get some noise but other than that uh check out there and then until then our next underachievers podcast where it'll be number 100 yes 100 hopefully all three of us will actually be on that one uh but until then until we talk hockey again and actually do our flyer season review which we still have to do that Uh, We will see you next time.